0: So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing. Usually it's pretty nerdy.
1: Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins.
0: Has the whole world gone
1: crazy!
0: Greetings from TG Geeks Webcast, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469 TG Geeks, that is 469 844 3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello. My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 118 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today I'm very excited to once again be joined by Ray Vargas.
1: Hello. How you doing, Ray? Doing good. Ready to talk about
0: Solo? Yes, um this is a solo spoiler cast, so if you have not seen the movie and you do not want to hear what happens, um then then avert go away beard. for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but as as all our geek to geek Network shows do, we are going to, of course, start off
1: with our weekly geekery. Ray, what have you been up to? So um, I was a guest host on Tea Time um, with Katie and Chelsea uh, this week, I guess. I, I recorded it yesterday with Katie. And so those of you that, I don't know if we share any listeners that this is just going to be a repeat for y'all because there's I, <laughs> I only so much time in the week to do lots of geeky stuff um so that being said um i had a lot of fun yesterday i consider that one of the geeky things i did this week uh katie and i t- spent uh about an hour talking about uh, romantic comedies which i think was maybe a surprise to you joe that i was <laughs> that i was uh, uh that i had some knowledge about that and and uh was kind of able to geek out with Katie about um, my favorite romantic comedies. <laughs> it was, and it wasn't, it
0: was It like, like I, I would think I was more impressed by it than surprised. If that makes any sense, because I, I mean, it, it makes sense that like, you're, you're such a cinemaphile that, you know, it makes sense that you would have um, have watched a lot of these movies and um, you have a lot of opinions on <laughs> what makes a good movie, so it just surprised me that you had a lot of opinions to share. Yeah,
1: right away when we were, uh, it turned into kind of a little bit of a debate, like just just chatting about it in, on Slack. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, and welcome to Slack. Like you know, last last week you uh, you added yourself while we were, were recording. Yeah. And uh, how, how have you found it
1: so far? It's pretty cool. Um, you know, like any kind of new thing, I'm sort of wading in slowly, you know, wanna? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm someone that really likes to take the temperature of the room before I open my big mouth. Um, yeah. And yeah, it seems like a really fun environment to just geek out and then basically just connect with people that are into the stuff that you're into, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad I, I joined finally. And right away, I mean, it was just cool to be a part of that conversation with you and the other podcasters.
0: Yeah, no, we, we enjoyed it. It was very fun to, to, you know, when, when Katie put out on an all call and said, help, I need a, a co host cause Chelsea can't make it. And I was like, sure. And then she was like, it's about Robin comms. And I'm like, Oh, I don't <laughs> know that I'm, I i do not know that that's my wheelhouse. And, uh, and then out of nowhere, you're like, I'll do it. <laughs> and, the, and, I, and like, I think, I don't think I have been entertained by Slack as as entertained by slack as
1: i was in the 20 minutes that two of you were talking um rom-coms i cannot wait to listen to the episode when it comes out yeah it was a lot of fun that was great so we might do it again casey said she uh katie sorry said that she might want to have me back on uh with chelsea so that uh you know i get the full tea time experience Um,
0: yes definitely (laughs) I also
1: uh, this week I've been making my way through uh, Thor: God of Thunder, which is awesome. I'm really enjoying that story. Um, really glad I picked up that graphic novel, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick up the following books. I know it. I'm hooked already. Um, That's awesome. And uh, last but not least, obviously Solo, and just geeking out about that. I actually forgot, Joe, that Solo was coming out so soon
0: yeah it kind of got lost in all the infinity war hype uh
1: yeah, yeah even Deadpool to a lesser extent um, I don't know what the numbers are i I, I think Deadpool did well its opening weekend, but it kind of feels like everything I mean congrats to Marvel' because it feels like everything is kind of happening in the wake of that, you know, yeah. and uh I looked at my calendar and said, oh, we're doing solo, oh star wars mode, okay, let's switch it up, you know, but yeah. um yeah, so that that was fun as well. That's awesome, yeah, very cool.
0: Um, so this week I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to make it to the end of the array. Oh my God. These last few weeks have just crawled, just crawled. But, uh, I think last week when I was talking about my weekly geekery, it was, um, geeking out over musical theater and, and being a little overwhelmed by, by making a decision. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but we finally picked one. The kids seem to be happy with it. My, my staff is, is now happy with it. And that's kind of the crazy thing. I have a staff at this point.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like I have a musical director, my stage manager, my, my choreographer, everybody's like on, on board. We're going to have a meeting. Um, and I have, I have people to talk to about these shows now, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, no, it's very exciting. And then, uh, so, so that was last week. And so this week I was like, I don't want to listen to another musical theater song for at least a month. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so um, I, I went back to catch up on some of my uh, podcasts that I wasn't listening to because I was listening to all this music and I kind of fell down the political podcast hole and, uh, and Whoa. there are some really good podcasts out there. If you are on a politics kick. Oh yeah. My, my favorite by, by, far is Pod Save America. Pod Save America. I'm going
1: to look that up. Okay. I listen to it yeah.
0: too. Um, Pod Save the People is part of that crooked media conglomerate and it's also pretty good, although I've just started that one. So, so I haven't been listening to that one for quite as long. Um, there's the Five Thirty Eight podcast, which is a lot more kind of neutral. Like it's not taking a side. It's very analytical. Yeah. It's by the guy uh, Nate Silver, who does all the polling. I don't know if you've ever heard of Nate Silver.
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've actually listened yeah. to this podcast a couple of times.
0: Yeah, so so he's he's pretty good. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. There there's one that I I struggle with. A lot of these are on Crooked Media. Um, And I I don't remember if I mentioned it to you before or if I mentioned it on this podcast before, but there's one called With Friends Like These. Hmm. And um, it's this woman who is trying to um, kind of figure out how to deal with people with extremely different views than your own without you know, getting frustrated, but also without, um, seating your, your <laughs> point of view, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, and, and I feel like she's one of those people that is still kind of on her journey as well. So she, she's really good about bringing up topics that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and you sometimes wonder, uh, are you the person to be hosting this conversation But she does a good job of kind of preambling that in her introduction and going, okay, these are the areas in the interview where I've messed up (laughs) and I own that. And, you know, we talk about it. So she's got a great one on ableism. She's got a great one on, um, on atheists and how the far right are, are also looking at atheists to bring in to the, to the, um, fascist fold, I guess. Wow. Um, it's, it's just very interesting topics. And then the the last one was Majority 54, which is, again, how people who um, – the, the 54% of America that didn't vote for Donald Trump can talk to and deal with the other half of America, basically. Yeah. And his season two episode starts with Lin-Manuel Miranda – and he has a conversation about just, you know, politics and everything with Lin-Manuel Miranda, which is fascinating. Yeah, that's, like, that's great. I've, I've decided that, like, one of my life goals is to be Lin-Manuel Miranda's best friend. Like, <laughs> that just has to happen because he's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what I've been geeking out I've been wow, you go hard geeking though. out politically <laughs> <You go hard. laughs> I, I do well you know about you know this about me like I get all excited about something completely dive into it burn out on it and then go away for it for,
1: for a while yeah so yeah that's great no I mean there's a, there's a lot it's a good example of how you know through podcasts um you can find just about anything you're looking for and uh, I get kind of I mean you know me'm I'm, I'm very I guess you could say politically minded. I don't know. But um, I don't shy away from politics, I guess. Um, but I get really run like run down by the, the general political news cycle. And I generally uh-huh. don't engage with that at all. Um, I get most of the conversation that I want around that interest from podcasts. So, uh, yeah, this is like a cool resource to have out there um
0: what are you what are you listening to on your end
1: um i listen to npr um and for me specifically uh for for the voices that i want to hear i listen to latino usa um there's also um a great um wow there's so much let's see there's um Radio Ambulante is really good. It's two Latino journalists who are just it's kind of like a um like uh, what's the what's the the most popular <laughs> like the one podcast that everyone <laughs> listens to uh um this this American life. It's it's it's
0: like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, this yeah.
1: American life but with more, you know, um stories from marginalized communities. So that's that's a really cool one that I like and mind you all of these podcasts like I don't listen to every episode like even this American life and like you know what are some of the other ones I listen to like I listen to what the fuck with Mark Marin, like I pick and choose it's like I look for right. I look for topics or you know or a guest that's interesting to me and I'll be like okay I'll listen to that one but it's not just a kind of like oh let's see what you know Latino USA is is posted this week you know what I mean
0: yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. And and I've I've done that with a lot of uh podcasts just because I have so many that I enjoy that I yeah. I I I if I if I didn't do that in Pick and Choose, I would never get through any yeah, podcasts. Yeah.
1: And then last but not least, I do wanna mention um there's a great feminist podcast that I listen to called locatora radio um i'll i'll we'll put links in the show notes if you guys are interested in any of this but um that's also really good and like super in uh uh educational for me so yeah it's just pod- you're actually the one who turned me on to like podcast making podcasts like a regular part of my week and i have not looked back <laughs>
0: Well, especially like I mean I know you drive around a lot. I know you have, you know, all sorts of distance you have to yes. to cover yeah. on a weekly basis and and with my commute being as insane as it is, it it's a good way to explore your interests without, you know, while while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know I know anytime that I I get excited about something and want to learn about something, I I immediately look for a podcast or a um you know, I'll download stuff for off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any just anything I can do to find, like, an audio version of, of a book or a or, or discussion and, uh, and use that to kind of just enhance my knowledge because it's I enjoy it I enjoy learning i like I'm one of those people that probably if I had unlimited amounts of money would just stay in school all the time yeah because oh my god yes yeah because <laughs> I mean I know right now you're actually going for a master's so
1: <laughs>
0: so I'm sure there's times where you're like I don't want to do school anymore. right it's it's but, the work
1: part of that that makes the school hard right <laughs>
0: yeah yeah if I could just sit there and, and listen to the lectures and just learn joy <laughs> learning
1: Yeah, 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 totally. I've said that often, actually. If I I could afford it, I I would just stay in school. (laughs) And I think as geeks too, like we, uh, geeks usually are into like a lot of stuff and we have to find time as life kind of, you know, does its thing. You have to find ways to like geek out about the stuff that you're into. It's it's not always easy as a geek (laughs) to fit everything in. So this is, yeah, podcasts are a great way to do that.
0: Well, and I think, I think if you have the geek gene, you know, whether you're a a sports geek or a, you know, a politics geek or a comic book geek, um, you, you tend to have that as soon as you're interested in something, you're like all in, like, I think that's just kind of the geek manifesto. Yeah. yeah.
1: And with podcasting, there's so, there's so many nuanced voices now that, you know, like me, like, yes, I want to, you know, I want to just hear a conversation about some political topic but you know what so that i don't feel you know run down or so that i don't feel kind of alienated by you know wh- whoever whatever the perspective is i want to find a perspective that's closer to my identity who i am and you can find that so you know for those yeah. of you that kind of you know you, you feel you want to get involved uh but you just you know are averse to kind of the general you know political discussion that's happening out there you know just take a moment Search out a podcast. I'm sure there's something out there that is going to appeal to you.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of them out there that are trying to stay very, um, a factional, I guess, where they don't yeah. want to, um, they, they don't want to lose their perspective by picking a side. And so if you're somebody who really is just wants to kind of start wading into, um, I guess, yeah. Uh, I would say social justice is a lot of what these podcasts yeah, deal with. Yeah. Um, that's there, there are ones out there that are, that can ease you out slowly as opposed to this is what you have
1: to think. And this is how you have to think. It right. Right. It right. I'm sure if you you know, how do I have Thanksgiving dinner with, you know, my KKK family member? I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really cool, man. You, I mean, I can see how it almost seems like you're doing a lot of research. I, I know it's enjoyable for you to, you know, musical theater, something that you love, uh, but it does uh-huh. quickly become, you know, it, it can, it can become exhausting when uh, you incorporate it into your work. And um, it's it, like I said, it sounds like you go really hard. You, you, you decide what you want to you know, explore and then you just go like all in. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, cool. pretty much. Cool.
0: And yeah, and so, so like, you know, right now it's, it's politics and that'll probably last for another week or two. <laughs> and then as summer comes, I'll probably go back to listening to my books on, you know, my audio books and, and just enjoy some urban fantasy and, and veg, but summer you know, is around like the corner. A, <laughs> oh, so like so close and yet so far. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> cool. very cool. All right, well, we're going to we're going to stop real quick, give you some uh, some commercials, and then we will be back to talk about Solo. I'm Void and I'm Beach, and together we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever ba da ba ba doom comics Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box each week right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. and download our podcast today and we're back and i left in the um this will probably be the last week we run the comic box commercial you know, uh, I, yeah yeah you have to go back and listen to episode 100 of the comic box with rob it's a really awesome episode and um we are we are glad that he's still part of the network and that we're going to utilize him as much as we can. But we, we I personally cannot wait until he has his um, next one up up and running so that we can uh, we can enjoy his his wonderful voice on a regular basis again. Um, and then, of course, you do want to check out Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea this week because Ray's on it
1: and yeah. uh, <laughs> making my presence felt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we are talking solo today. Um I yes, spoiler cast. I, yeah, spoiler cast. I'll, although I, it, unless you haven't <laughs> unless you haven't watched the last
1: what five
0: Star Wars movies. Oh
1: my god.
0: Um it's not like we don't know what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but I I don't know about you Ray, but I really wasn't terribly excited about this movie i kind of i even told matt as we were driving to the theater that this was more of an obligatory Mm. uh viewing for me yeah Uh, yeah i I felt like it's something we had to cover but it was not something i was excited about
1: yeah i I didn't start to get excited about this until the trailer started to come out and i mean we all know how trailers can kind of you know, be a misdirect, uh, sometimes a a really good trailer sometimes is the best thing about a lot of movies. Uh Um, but still, I think with star Wars in general, um, I did feel going into this film, like there was less stakes, uh, and not just because of the story, because it's a prequel. And we know that Han Solo obviously goes on you know, to be part of later stories, but, um, just because star Wars is something that I feel we are able to take for granted. Now it's going to be there. Every year we're going to have new Star Wars stuff. So if something isn't that good, it's not a big deal because there's going to be something else next year. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, feel, I feel even with like superhero movies, like, you know, DC, if DC puts out a bad movie, we might not ever get any more DC movies, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it feels like there's higher stakes there. And – um. Yeah, like I mentioned in the opening of this, like I even I forgot that there was an, an upcoming Star Wars film so so close after Infinity War and Deadpool 2. Um so yeah, I kind of went in at ease, I can say, you know, feeling, you know what, let's see what this story has to offer. Let's see if this story can win me over. Not skeptical, but just kind of ready to sit down and have some popcorn and just, you know, enjoy like a fun geeky story.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where I ended up landing. Um I I enjoyed the movie but it wasn't something that i was like best movie ever yeah. um but i'm also not one of the like apparently it's getting panned well it's star wars so of course
1: it's getting panned online people Isn't did it
0: really well yeah, yeah. huh
1: like, i really like this movie i really like that i my my reaction afterwards uh, with with friends that i went to see this movie with was this movie was better than it had to be yeah, <laughs> meaning, yeah. you know, they were going to get tickets sold a certain amount, they were going to the audience was going to show up. Uh so yes, obviously we want a fun experience, but I really feel like they put more into this movie than they had to and I think they did a good job of working around this whole idea of oh, we already know what happens kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't about like the stakes, it was about Telling a story, I think, mm-hmm. and I, which is what you kind of have to do with with the any prequels you're going to do,
1: right? Um, what were your first impressions? What, what 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 was your what's your overall takeaway? And then we'll get into the, the good and the bad.
0: My overall takeaway was, I'm I'm enjoying seeing the the universe fleshed out a little bit. Yeah, I think that was I think that was my biggest pro as far as all of this and I didn't I didn't really have a con where I'm like oh I didn't like this big chunk of it or you know it was yeah. it was an enjoyable movie
1: and it it made the universe feel a little bit more complete yeah yeah I thought Alden Aaron Reich uh, did a good Harrison Ford impression yes he clearly studied Harrison Ford he got the the facial ticks down and you know the smile and all that um, and I thought okay that's He, he, you know, actors usually say that they take one of two directions. They either try to do an impersonation or they just totally make it their own thing. Right. Um, And he clearly studied Harrison Ford. And I think that it helped the movie. He was not the main selling point of this film. I feel like it was kind of like, come, you know, watch this cool Star Wars movie. Uh, Donald Glover as Lando. And, oh, yeah, this guy is going to be playing Harrison Ford. But don't try to think about it too much. Don't try to think about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought the action set pieces in this film were awesome. I would agree. Awesome. I was blown away by the action and how it unfolded and how it was set up. And it was really inventive and funny a lot of the time. Uh, So I thought just as an action movie, like, this was great. Uh, And I kind of found myself wanting a part two at the end of this one. Which, uh,
0: I don't know that I wanted it a part two, but I, I was okay with the idea of a part two, if that makes any
1: sense. Yeah, yeah. I think I took that notion a step further. But yeah, kind of part two. I was like, really? At the end of Walking Out going, I, I would watch a part Like, I want to see where this goes from here. What's the next, you know, half chapter in between this and whatever where when it, whatever comes next that we've already seen. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I, I think one thing I was a little bit disappointed in is I f- wanted it to feel a little bit more heisty.
1: Oh yeah, it did feel heisty. I, you know what? I didn't. Did you? Was that something that you were expecting? And you're like, oh, it fell short of that.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was something that. Well, first of all, I love heist movies. I think they're my favorite <laughs> genre of movie. I think you know, a, they don't have to be good. They just have to be clever enough to to be fun. Mm-hmm. And. um you know that's kind of why I, I don't know. I just I enjoy I enjoy heist movies and yeah,
1: good. Um, yeah. and so <laughs> I, I wanted
0: I wanted to be more heisty, and I've, I mean it had and had an element of that, but I felt like it would have been, you know, I I, I think I was going and expecting that he was gonna like he was gonna be part of a team that was pulled together for this kind of covert heist type thing, and really it was a kind of barrel in shoot em up barrel out kind of yeah. gig, which is, which I think, you know, it was enjoyable, but I think I was expecting something else.
1: I think that serves Han Solo's character better. He's not the schemer type of person. He's not the the character that has a plan on top of a plan on top of a plan. He just kind of goes in and, you know, is, is uh, the stakes are, or the odds are against him and he somehow manages, you know, to, to figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't expecting a heist plot outline or whatnot, but I think it was heisty enough. It, it, it's kind of it's, – it's a natural part of a Han Solo story probably that he's going to be stealing something or, you know, up to no good in some way. Right, um, right. Yeah, I, I thought uh, getting into more the more detailed stuff that I the, the, that I liked, um, I thought Donald Glover uh, killed it as Lando Calrissian. Absolutely. I thought he was such a like crucial element in the story to pick it up, to, to move it forward. Um, his interactions with different characters were great. Uh, just a lot of like charisma, what you want from that character, right? Like a lot of right. charisma, a lot of uh, humor and like kind of w- uh, kind of a wink to the audience in some ways too. Um, yeah. I didn't expect Lando to make as fun of himself as as, as much fun of himself as he did. Uh, and yeah, that, I think it, it was like a slapsticky almost, but still like confident and like charismatic kind of. I don't know. It's a hard thing to pull off. I think Dolan Glover nailed it.
0: Well, and, and the dynamic between Lando and Han were it, it it was pretty like you can see that it's going to be a constant chess match. Yeah. And and it's a constant chess match that doesn't feel out of place by the time you get to Empire.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I was wondering that too. When I was like how are they going to how are they going to to leave it at a place where it makes sense where we pick it up in Empire.
0: Yeah, and I and I felt like like the 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 drama like the characters have obviously changed by the time they get to Empire and and there's a feeling of obviously for for obvious reasons that the stakes are a lot higher, like a mm-hmm. lot higher. Uh, in Empire. So you can see that the kind of feeling each other out and and trying to one-up each other constantly mm-hmm. led to the relationship that they have, but that they can't have that
1: relationship because everything's way too serious at that point. Yeah, yeah. I liked how the story kept subverting audience expectations. Yeah. They did a good job of that, where they would even... They, they knew that you were expecting a turn at a certain point, so they would preempt that. They they would say, "Okay, well, we're going to do it here instead of there." Uh I didn't ever feel like, "Oh, okay, that's that's about to happen." Except yeah. for except for uh the reveal of Chewbacca. You you saw that one coming? I did. Yeah, when they said the beasts, I was like, "Oh, it's Chewbacca. This is how he meets Chewbacca." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was cool, Joe. I mean, I don't know how you felt about it, but I wasn't like, "Oh, this is not how I pictured it in my head or or you know, this is too much fan service or whatnot. I was like, really enjoying all of that. That whole that whole first act, I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, no, I did too, and and I I enjoyed seeing Chewbacca. I think Chewbacca is probably one of the like I feel like he's one of the characters that's gonna last the last three movies. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. and into whatever whatever follows the last three movies because I don't think those last three movies are the last three movies. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I think one of my one of my highlights was, was him when they were freeing all the, the slaves. I wanted to see more I wanted to see more interaction with the Wookiees. Right, right, yeah. And for the first time I felt like we really do need to go to Kashyyyk and see like Wookie culture, like I want that to be in another movie. Like if the second movie is them, them going there, that would make me happy. That would be so great,
1: yeah. And I love that we got to see Han speak uh, Wookie finally. <laughs> that was so good.
0: Was so good. <laughs> um, Ridiculous, but. But amazing.
1: <laughs> but they pulled it, I really feel like it pulled it off. Yeah, totally ridiculous, of course, because it just sounds like somebody doing, like, you know, there's nothing but horrible Wookiee impressions ever right, since the right, first right. Star Wars movie came out. That's all there ever have been. And it sounds like that, but it just it works in the movie for, for comic relief. It's great. I was cracking <laughs> up. Uh, that's So that's right before they join the team. And then uh, they go on to that, that action set piece on the train, which... Man, that's one of my favorite action scenes, I want to say, in the last five years that I've seen in a film. And, you know, nowadays with CGI and everything, it's like everyone keeps trying to up the ante, right? In terms of like, how are we going to blow the audience away with another, you know, suspenseful kind of action uh, um, story and, or sequence. And mm. I thought this one was amazing. I loved the way they they worked in all the logistics of how they were going to steal this section of the train and the train itself, like the fact that it's like on this rail and it tilts into turns or whatnot. Uh, that was really cool.
0: Well, and it automatically puts you in a situation where
1: you're, you're on a time schedule because the train's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because we know that Han is going to survive, obviously, um, I, I noticed this right from the first scene. They did a really good job of introducing characters that were obviously important to Han. So the the suspense was not in is Han gonna get shot? It's which of these characters is gonna survive and which are which is not. Yes.
0: Yes, I would agree.
1: And um,
0: I think they, they handled that really well because you you really do have have people to get invested in as to whether or yes. not you want to, you know, you want them to survive, you know, who's going to survive. So that lets you get invested in some other characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right away. I was invested in, um, um, what's her name? Um, Kira, uh, Amelia Clark's character. Yeah. And it's funny because the movie starts and it's Han Solo. <laughs> you think it's a Han Solo movie and it, it shows right away that he has this really deep history with this person. It's like his partner, and if they're a team right and i went wait what like and then you know so right away in that first chase that has a hilarious ending where they get stuck he's like it's gonna work and it doesn't that was also really cool to show like yeah his, his plans don't always work like he's still a kid he doesn't know what he's doing here right, right um right. uh it was really cool because right right away i felt for this character, you know, the, a certain suspense, like what's going to happen to her? Because we don't know who this is later on. So something happens to her. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so there is that little bit of, of concern or stress. Now, I don't remember if I said it in th- on this podcast or just to friends in general, but did I talk to you about um, how I want characters, if they're going to do prequels, I want those characters to become important in – the main movie series. How would they do that though? Well, I mean, I think, especially if you're revealing characters, like we, we haven't seen what's happened to Kira in any of the movies. If, right. if we see her show up in a later movie that pulls the movies together in a way that's a little less like
1: it gives the prequels a reason to be there. Got it. Got it. Right. So now they're setting something up in a prequel that's going to show up in episode uh, 10. Yes, or something
0: exactly. Like that. And I think, oh. I think if they can start doing that, I think people will be more invested in the prequels because they want to be in on the conversation. They want to be in on what's going on. Because I know one thing I have heard about Solo is that if you were a – fan of the extended universe and you invested your time into the extended universe before they basically said the extended universe does not exist mm-hmm. um then you you were the, one of those people that was like oh that's this character oh that's supposed to be this and i don't think either of us have that kind of background knowledge on the extended <laughs> universe but yeah. um but i have heard <laughs> that that's kind of important And i feel like a way to bring that to the general movie audience is to Ah. make those characters more
1: invested in the long run. Yeah. I was, I was shocked at a a major spoiler um, at the end of the movie, which was the reveal of Darth Maul. Yeah, Seriously. That shocked me. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of down with that. I think, but it took me a minute to kind of take that in.
0: Well, apparently, like, he's got a whole, like, I, I don't know if you've ever watched um, the Clone Wars cartoon or anything like that.
1: I've seen the Darth Maul clips <laughs> because I, I love Darth Maul visually. And when I heard that he was a major part of those storylines, I had to seek them out and just see, like, what, the, you know, what it was all about. Uh yeah. So have you? No,
0: I haven't. And and it's one of those things where maybe this summer I'll I'll invest some time into that because I've I've heard that there's a lot of characters in there that you you've, you've got to kind of know and a lot of a lot of plot does happen in these these series that are canon but but not the mainstream movies. Yeah.
1: yeah, one of the things right away I I think it took me out of the movie a little bit seeing Darth Maul at the end because right away my brain wanted to make sense of the timeline. Right, right, right. Uh, of just watching the resolution to the story, I was thinking, wait, okay, where when he says to Kira that they're gonna go do this, well, how does that relate to the prequel? Like, I could, I was trying to figure. It, I still haven't figured it out, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, that's something we're gonna have to look into. That might be my yeah. that might be my weekly geekery for next week.
1: What did you and do? Honestly, I, I dived down the Star Wars <laughs> rabbit hole trying to figure out <laughs> timelines. yeah um honestly if part two features a trip to Kashyyyk more Darth Maul and Jabba the Hutt I'm in for that yeah yeah I would agree And and and
0: again I did not want to go see this movie like I was like I I have a party to get ready for I really don't want to see this movie right now and I I walked away really having having had a good time
1: yeah yeah I really like how it's pretty obvious across the board uh, what with you know the the um social kind of awareness that that's that we're in the midst stuff midst of but um i like that a lot of these genre films including star wars are trying very hard to include characters of color and trying to kind of expand you know who wh- who we see in these movies yeah um And I'm really proud to be a geek and to be able to point to, it's mostly genre films. It's mostly geek films that are doing this. Yes, I would agree. And that's, you know, that's so cool. And they're going further. It's not just about including like, oh, we're going to cast this person with a person of color where, you know, the past we wouldn't have, but even story points like this very obviously had um, some revolutionary like plot points and um, definitely an anti-colonization storyline. Yeah. And so they're, they're, you know, there's, they're trying to incorporate this. I mean, obviously it's not always going to be successful. There's going to be clunky stuff, but like you and I talked about off, off pod, you could say, I guess, um, everyone's got to start somewhere. And so, yes, these are, these are, um, you know, films that are trying to make money and that is ultimately the main goal. Uh, but. Representation matters for a reason, and I really like that they're trying to engage in these storylines.
0: Now, my question to you is Did they pull in because this has a, a bigger star studded cast than the other current movies do? I feel okay. as far as like these are actors that we recognize and know Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Paul Bettany, uh, yeah, Paul Bettany. Thandie uh, Newton, if you're a Westworld yeah. fan, is amazing. Um, so these are characters that we're... The, I mean, these are actors that we recognize, and we can say, oh, that's from... That person is on this. Oh, that's Woody Harrelson. You know, uh, Do you mm-hmm. think they did that so that people would be more interested in coming to see something like a prequel?
1: That's a good question. I, 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 I don't think so, and the reason why is that Paul Bettany was not mentioned in any of the marketing materials. Uh-huh. I had no idea he was in this film. I didn't know that John Favreau was going to be voicing one of the characters. I didn't know that Dandy Newton was in this film. Uh, Woody Harrison did come out in a couple of the trailers, but you know, it. I was. I think if that was the case with casting, then they would have like blasted that out. Uh-huh. Um, I think these films to to their. To their benefit are just trying really hard to cast strong character actors them. and just fill out fill out the story with characters that matter and that you're entertained by and that you like and that you want to watch. And I think the best way to do that, obviously, besides the writing, is to cast someone that you want to watch and that you know.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Plus, they probably had some like some anxiety around you know recasting Harrison Ford. Like, come on, <laughs>
0: right? So instead of trying to, trying to to fill the pool with with unknowns, they're like, all right, we got yeah. this one really big unknown. <laughs> let's, exactly. let's let's just go with some people that we can we can hang with.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you know Alden. Congrats, you have to be Harrison Ford now. Go. It's like no, we're gonna surround you with you know people that can do a lot of the heavy lifting as well cuz really Joe, I mean come on, if he didn't work, if he was rejected, that's it. The whole thing goes down. In yeah, place. absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I am now I'm now like headcanoning the the idea of like every time he passes one of these bigger stars, you, dude just don't fuck up. Like <laughs> You do realize this thing of no pressure or anything, but you know, don't don't mess this up for yourself.
1: <laughs> it's like this thing on sports teams where you have maybe a young, unproven, talented athlete. You surround them with veterans. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a proven, successful kind of formula. So um, I want to get to some of the bad stuff, some of the stuff that I didn't like for about this film. Uh, one thing I noticed right away, and I think it's kind of nitpicky, and it's just because we're spoiled by Marvel at this point. I thought that this movie took too long to get funny
0: that's
1: fair i I thought that the first few lines should have elicited a chuckle and they didn't and and honestly my brain went right to chris pratt or chris hemsworth where they just have such great timing and they're so likable that usually within the first few seconds of one of their films you're kind of laughing already and so I think I thought it took too long to get there. It it, it did after the, the first chase where they get stuck. Um but yeah, that was kind of like, come on, this guy. I, I was really nervous about his his appeal and whether or not he was gonna be able to, you know, fill this role after the first few scenes. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if that's all we're gonna get, like if that's their big opening salvo, like uh oh. Um I also thought uh they was way too on the nose how he got his his name yeah yeah i wasn't Every i wasn't thrilled number. by that <laughs> that like uh it almost it just didn't almost didn't even need the last line of it where he actually says the name you know the guy checking his uh his credentials or whatnot are you by yourself? he's like i oh, am by myself he goes hmm and kind of like you know pregnant pause so low yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah we get it we get it man like he could have just stopped at that you know stopped at the pause and then going forward people you know referred to him as what they referred to him um and it never even dawned on me that that wasn't his actual name yeah
0: no i just assumed i mean that it, it fits with everything else why wouldn't why wouldn't
1: it yeah yeah one thing that my buddy matt pointed out uh to me after the, and i thought this was a great line because I said, "Oh, I might I might be in for a part 2 here." And he said, "Why? Everything that's ever happened to Solo happened in this movie."
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> I was like, "Shit, that's a great point." They like overstuffed it. They just I mean, was there anything in the film that kind of took you out of it? Actually,
0: yes, and it's <laughs> it's kind of sad, and I'm a little ashamed of it.
1: <laughs> um, so <laughs> when they're on the
0: planet and they the rebels kind of reveal themselves i i stopped and i went like wait a minute that's warwick davis is no isn't, it, isn't <laughs> warwick davis dead i honestly thought that warwick davis what? had passed away but no as far as i know he's still alive oh. so um yeah felt a little bit mad about oh. that
1: you're like, when was this filmed? Was this filmed in 2015? Yeah, I was like, I
0: thought I thought he had passed away, but maybe not.
1: <laughs> so you did read those as the Rebels. The, that's like the first one. Yeah, rebels.
0: well, that's what I didn't understand. To me, if he's going to go to – I guess if he's going to go to Tatooine after this, there's been a whole bunch of – there's a whole bunch of stuff with Jabba before we see him in A New Hope. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. So this has got to be, if this is the beginning of the rebels, then the rebels are really relatively young in, um, a new hope, which is surprising to me because they feel a lot more established.
1: Really? I disagree with you on both points. I don't think there's a lot of stuff that happens with Java. I don't think there's like a whole history. Um, and I, and I, maybe it's just because, it f- like it makes it, it for me if he went and met him and joined and did this this you know run or whatever they're trying to steal or what get involved in and that goes bad. I feel like that's enough to qualify that his quote unquote history that they have in a new hope. And in the new hope, and I watched it recently. Actually, I don't know when was the last time you watched. in a while, hope, but um, the whole Leia storyline with her stealing plans is like the first thing that could possibly hurt the empire and it's why they take it so seriously. Okay. That's how it read to me when I rewatched A New Hope literally maybe three months well, ago. Well because it was oh like they're they've been kind of dismissed as this like nuisance, but now with these plans, this this is their first major like thing, you know, victory or whatnot. Well
0: where does the where does the the movie I guess, it's, I guess I'm, I'm forgetting the – is it Rogue One? Rogue One is like immediately before New Hope. And at that point, there's already a rebel alliance. Oh, that, That's, that's what point. I'm – like they feel a lot more established at that point. So either there's a lot of time between Solo and Rogue
1: One. Or there's little rebellions happening all over the galaxy and they kind of join w- together. W- which
0: would make this not the rebellion.
1: Or the, right. Or the first rebels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, this is one of those things where it gets, it gets clunky, not just in terms of timeline, but you're thinking, I'm thinking, okay, you know, they've got a group, um, of rebels that are, you know, fighting for their planet, for their, their way of life. That's great. I, I see the parallels there to colonization. That makes sense. Um, And they're led by, you know, various people of color, obviously, um, you know, the the, the main uh, woman there uh, with the beautiful freckles or whatnot. And I'm like, this is cool. You know, this this kind of subverts those, you know, your, your expectations of where this story would go from here. But ultimately, ultimately, because of the stories that these movies are based on. Just like with the Marvel stuff, they can try to get as woke as possible. It's ultimately like a bunch of white dudes yeah. <laughs> that are the main characters of these yeah. stories. So so in your attempts to – and again, I'm not saying that it's it's wrong to attempt this. I'm saying you've got to start somewhere. But this is where we are at this point. You know, we're, we're looking ahead, looking at where this can go and where you can improve on this. Uh, ultimately, Han is, is the, the savior right. for this film. And he kind of has to by just by way of the, the nature of the story being told, he has to be at the forefront there. Um, and so I think this is why it's important to to you know like with with episode nine, so important to introduce characters that are, we are going to follow that are important going forward, where that character already is represents a different voice and someone that we're not used to seeing in that in that role. Yeah. All
0: right.
1: That so so, so are you
0: are you ready to go? really deep into Star Wars geeky. Oh, cuz I let's do I it. just looked Always. up uh, um the timeline and the way they they this timeline deals with it there is BBY which is before the Battle of Yavin and ABY which is after the Battle of Yavin.
1: The Battle of Yavin is um, I think that's what takes uh, place
0: in Rogue One. Let me let okay. me go forward and see if that's
1: correct i think it's yavin and i think is it yavin maybe it's yavin. i thought it was yavin no no battle of yavin is actually the 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 death star
0: rogue one a star wars story the uh, that's that's considered zero bby so that suggests to me that oh it God. is the battle
1: there are listeners right now going you guys don't even know that's wrong. That's wrong. Actually, <laughs> you don't okay, okay. No, 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 I got it. I got life. it.
0: I, okay, it is it is from Rogue One through A New Hope.
1: Okay, yeah, cuz it's the destruction of the first Yeah, Death
0: okay. Okay. Yes. So, Solo takes place 10 to 13 years before that.
1: 10 to 13 years. Okay. And so, how does that line up with episode 3? with with revenge of the sith, you know what I mean? When when does that 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 takes place cuz cuz Luke and Leia are born and in a new hope they're what? Yeah, 20? so
0: they're they're uh it's that's 19 BBY.
1: Okay. Right, and that would make sense because Han, you know, age wise. Yeah,
0: and so so he that the the beginning of the movie is is 13 BBY and by the end of it it's 10 yeah. BBY.
1: So Luke and Leia are somewhere being about seven years old. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So that doesn't line up. That's breaking my brain. That because because Darth Maul. Ugh. Okay. I am we're we're gonna have to do some more research on this. <laughs> <laughs> this but the, I mean, this is what these films are are basically like. I think. Forcing some some parts of their audience to do is to figure this out. Yeah,
0: and so. So here's theme. the thing. That's because we we haven't. You and I have not watched the Clone Wars. Uh, right. So right. so there's yeah. that, and then there's the fact that um, we also have not watched Star Wars Rebels.
1: Right. And you know that there's. I mean, this is this is Star Wars. There's a team. There's a story team in charge that is overseeing all of this and making sure that the timeline yes. makes sense you know they're, they they they're doing that. I wish they would just publish it the way Marvel does. Marvel publishes there's so many different timelines you could look at.
0: This is really good. I'll I'll put this in the show notes because yeah, okay, cuz this is good. this is a whole thing. If you've ever thought about revisiting the whole Star Wars epic but don't know how to approach it, we've got just the thing for you a chronology featuring all the films, animated shows and the spin-offs out there, but not the books and comics or we'd never finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, god no this means i'd have to uh, go back to see episodes 1 and 2.
1: Oh no, Joe, so there is a smash cut, a smash edit of all three prequels 1, 2 and 3 exist edited together so that all the boring stuff is taken out and only the crucial elements are in there and it's like a it's a 2 hour watch.
0: Is it is it Jar Jar Binksless?
1: Oh my yes. god. It's Jar Jar Binks Minimal. And and honestly, I I watched it because I didn't want to watch all three prequels and when you're watching movies with a new Star Wars fan, you got to at least cover some right. of that stuff. And I didn't want to watch the prequels and I had a feeling that I would lose them if we did if I did for oh, Star prequels. So I sought it out. It was, it, I found, I was able to find it online after much searching and it's a very poor quality. I mean, we watched it on a TV. So, but if you watch it on your laptop, it's probably serviceable. Um, and, and it's, it's all three movies condensed down into one movie. Okay. And I would say 5% of only about 5% of Phantom Menace makes it.
0: <laughs>
1: and then seriously, and then about the rest of it is, I would say, you know, maybe 20% um, Attack of the Clones and 75% of uh, Revenge okay, of the Okay, so I will have. And it's got music God. and everything. Right, so yeah. I
0: will have to look at that and maybe use that to cover the first two. Stop, go to the Clone Wars movie and the Clone Wars TV series, and then jump back
1: into episode three. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Because no one wants to do Attack of the Clones. Ugh. <sighs> Yes, it's so. I know they got they got they have to do something about that eventually. Something. Um, so so, moving on. I um I oh I have a question for you. What did you think of L three three seven?
0: Um, I th- thought she she played an interesting role in the whole story, but she gave me some. Cringiness?
1: God, this is why we're podcast partners, man. Because I totally, like, I understand what they were going for with this robot character. uh, But I definitely thought, like, why is this reading as a black woman to me?
0: And not only that, but it felt like it was, in, in trying to make her ultra, like, political, it felt like they were making fun of it.
1: Oh, and that—that right, that,
0: right. I, I didn't think that that's what they were trying to do, but I feel like that's what they accomplished.
1: Yeah, like it was like um, a jokey kind. of Oh, look at these, look at these funny robots that want freedom. Right. Like, how oh, aren't they hilarious? I, I just got I got shades of like uh, racist alien stereotypes from *Phantom Menace* and *Attack yeah. of the Clones*. I got like, uh, you know, this robot's, uh, you know, hips are a bit too accentuated and her voice. I even went and looked up, like, who did the voice of this character? Um, and, uh, her name Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. And I thought, okay, well, so... Maybe I wasn't reading too much into that, but I still felt like that was the voice that was supposed to be coming out of that character was of, oh, look, this, this woke woman of color. Um, and then it kind of bothered me that, like, Thandie Newton and, like, that L3, like, both died. Like, okay... I guess those are sacrifices for the story, but I don't know. It just, it just didn't sit quite. No, well I get seen. that.
0: I get that. And I, I did feel like I, I completely agree with you. I feel like L3 was very much presented as, as a black woman. I think that, that's yeah, definitely yeah. The,
1: the way she was reading. And this is that clunkiness that I'm talking about. You know, they're, they're, they're trying, they're giving a for effort, but you know, we got a ways to go and that's okay. I think it's, it's, you know, too many people think, oh, they're trying and that's it. They should be let off the hook. And it's like, no, it's not how this works. Yeah. You know, like, we can we can appreciate something and be critical of it like that. That those two. Things Absolutely. List.
0: Absolutely. And um, I mean, I don't think we are like, again, both of us enjoyed the movie, but but there's nothing wrong yeah, with pointing out and yeah. saying, yeah, you might have missed a couple marks here and there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did notice, though, that. They only referred to Millennium Falcon as her and she after L three was part of. The oh, system. that's cool. Yeah, because when we get to you know obviously New Hope, whatever, it's it's her and she, and that can be a little problematic. And I kind of like how this they, they kind of you know solve that, I guess, or, or yeah, covered absolutely. That. Um, there I love. I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention. How much I loved the moment where Sean, uh, uh sorry, where Han shot first. <laughs> yes. At the end yes. of this film, that was great. I appreciated that so much. That little story beat did so much for me, Joe. Where I was like, "That's right, he's ruthless. He's, <laughs> he's a." Uh, He's not a good guy. Well, but but it it took
0: him a while to get there. And I I did feel like we did not start with a new hope on Solo. And we shouldn't have.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Isn't that funny how you can do that, wrap your head around that for Solo, but for some reason audiences couldn't wrap their head around that with Man of Steel? Like Superman doesn't kill. It's like, well, he's got to learn that lesson. Right, 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 right. Anyway, I'm bitter about Man of Steel, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but no, yeah. That I think. So how cool would it be then going forward? Now that he had to take that step, and you know that's a part of his character. Now he's going to wrestle with that going forward. That that sets up part two to be like darker, like to be a little bit more. You know, he's he's a little more right. ruthless. and
0: and I again, I I think if we go, like we've got we've got so much stuff we can draw from, like. I, Going into this movie, I was not excited about prequels. Now after the movie, like if you give me shoot, like if you give me Kashyyyk and and Jabba, you're right. Like I'm there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Greedo, and as, Greedo. oh yeah, that's right. They had yeah, yeah. That and that's. I mean, I feel like they did try to you know pack this movie with a lot of that history already. Hence, you know Matt's line about oh, everything happened. They, you know, they, they, everything happened in this movie. Like, um, there was a lot of fan service to Star Wars fans and even Ron Howard fans. And you mentioned, you know, the the actor who plays uh, Willow, you know, had a had a part in this film. There was also a cameo from uh, Clint Howard, which is Ron Howard's brother, who's in every single film that he. Yeah, he really of. is. <laughs> so when you see him, you're like. uh. So Ron Howard basically just came on to do those two things. No, <laughs> um, it didn't suffer for I didn't feel uh like it suffered for having, you know, two sets of directors yeah. or whatnot. They they pulled it off.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I didn't think they were going to. I, 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 I was dubious. But but I I, <laughs> I I I genuinely enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah, great. Yes, sorry.
0: (laughs) All right, theater geek. That's Uh, (laughs) all try to be better about that too.
1: Yeah, that's that's funny. I think that just that just speaks to your true, you know, your your the level of geekness. So so that's that's level of (laughs) geekness.
0: Well very cool. Anything else we need to say about this?
1: Uh no man I I think they did a good job like you know I think it's cool that we, you and I are both looking forward to you know a possible part 2 with Jabba the Hutt and more Darth Maul and maybe Kashyyyk and you know definitely a resolution to the Kira characters arc um that we keep saying this but we're living in a really lucky yeah, time
0: Yeah we really are sense. we
1: really are that we can- you know, we can be like, oh, Star Wars movie. Yeah, it was cool. You know, we'll see what next year's Star Wars movie does. Like, that's that was nice. That was a nice fun night out, and just the fact that we have Star Wars at that level. Is next year Episode Ten? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Episode uh, Nine. Nine, nine. Yeah, I know. I think I referred to Episode Eight earlier as Episode no, Nine. Sorry about that, but um, yeah, it's it's seven, eight, nine, and so eight just came out, and yeah, nine is. That, but that's up that's next year's Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right, because they've been coming out around Christmas, but this one came out in the middle of the year, so it kind of threw me off a little.
0: Well, I think they said
1: that they were going to move to May. Okay, okay. Yeah, because we just got uh, episode eight in December. Man, look at this. This is How are they? They're just cranking these out. The thing is, is they're
0: cranking them out, and when you hear that term, cranking them out, you're going to think, oh, they're not good. But they've been cranking them out, and they've been – pretty good movies
1: yeah yeah i agree they they figured it out right and and i mean just expanding beyond star wars uh we've got ant-man and the wasp in yeah. july
0: it's right around the corner it's crazy, <laughs> like
1: it's hard to keep up with yeah it's a good thing we got a podcast it makes sense
0: <laughs> a very cool any shout outs this week uh,
1: you know it's it's I've shouted this out before, but just the, my usual crew that I roll with to watch geek movies. Um, it's just so much fun. To, it's like a tradition now, which is so great to just, you know, go out strong and, and represent and um, just geek out about these films that we're all enjoying. So, uh, you know who you are. It's, it's a big group of people. It's a sizable group. So I won't go through the whole list now. But uh, yeah, just shout out and, and see you at the next one for sure.
0: Awesome, my, my shout out this week is to Rob Congratulations on a complete comic book run uh, Of 100 episodes of the comic box And uh, and we cannot wait to have you on the show I think we're going to try and get you on for Ant-Man and Wasp For our little, like, what's coming up Before we go watch the movie Changing times, Ray, changing times
1: Yeah, no kidding Well. All right, next
0: week I think we're finally going to get to that that uh, fandom conversation that we've been we've been oh, putting yeah. off because other things keep either we, we we can't do a show or or we have to do a show on a really cool movie. So next week I'm committing <laughs> to uh, to evolving your fandom because I think it's something both of us are are very aware of right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, geek, all the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, such as the geek to geek podcast, runningshoes.tv, the Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast. Also, uh, contact any of us, and we can get you onto the uh, network Slack, which, as Ray is finding out, is a very fun place to be. Yeah, it is. Uh, you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most of the podcasters out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at JoeHogan at Geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you?
1: I am at Ray Three, uh, at my website, Ravargus3.com, also across social media at backslash raveargus three. And that's
0: it. So join us again next week. And until then, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? (sighs) Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower first rounds on us that theme song means it is once again time to promo the geek wolf pack podcast i'm your papa wolf nick kelly and i'm your mama wolf Stacia kelly and i'm thermal wolf bernie kelly here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD d and I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon So join us here at the Geek Wolf Pack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out.